0: How's it going? We're back. It's Courageous Conversations, Season 2, Episode 1. Karen, how's it going? Yeah.
1: Hey, Cece. Great to see you. I'm excited to kick off this next season of Courageous Conversations. And I had an idea uh, while hiking the other day that I don't think we've talked yet about the three different stages of how we relate to one another as uh, Marshall Rosenberg identified them.
0: Yeah, let's spill it, Karen. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, I'm really
1: interested in the in the second stage, but I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, lay out what they are. So... Um, The first stage in how we relate to other people is he calls emotional slavery. And this is the stage when we we are told or we think that we're responsible for other people's feelings. So we spend a lot of time trying to make others happy, being sad when others aren't happy, blaming, shaming, um, you know, not only not taking responsibility for our feelings, that
0: kind of thing. Are you familiar with this stage? Girl, I lived that stage for a very long time. The answer is a strong
1: yes. (laughs) You know, I've I've had people say that it can feel like they're in prison, so they don't want to be in relationships and um, that it's really, it's overwhelming. It's too hard because I've got to be responsible for another person and
0: not myself. only. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear one other way I've heard it be expressed? Sure. is people are like, I'm so um, empathic that I can't handle other people say their emotions out <laughs> loud to me.
1: Yeah. And what you and I know is that true empathy, like empathy is practiced and nonviolent communication is we don't get lost in um, another person's story. We may enter in, insofar as that we have empathy, but not get lost. And so the first first stage of how we relate to others is this emotional slavery. The second one is um, obnoxious stage. And that is jokingly referred to obnoxious stage by, by Marshall. He says that in his book. Um, this is when we start to realize that you can't make me feel anything and I can't make you feel anything. So we might say things like, that's your problem. I'm not responsible for your feelings. Or, oh, you feel good? I don't know what that means. That's really the
0: obnoxious stage. I've, I've been there too. <laughs> Sometimes I'm still there for being honest. Because you hear someone say something and and like in my mind, i will be like, well, that's not a feeling. What mm-hmm. feeling are you feeling? <laughs> that's my, that's my jackal voice. I'm going to call this. Yeah, and in and you know,
1: in the in the first stage we don't really realize that we have needs. And in the second stage, as we're we're starting to become empowered with these needs and getting a vocabulary for them, we we want to be really clear. We want to stand in that power. We want to uh, express ourselves. So it really is like being a teenager again, which is why I think Marshall called it the obnoxious stage.
0: I was just remembering that when I was reading the book, when Marshall was talking about, I think it was his daughter and he was so excited when he said, ah, yes, she's in the obnoxious stage. Cause she like told her teacher something so that story was just coming to my mind. Do you remember it? Yeah, I think I can find it in his uh, in his book. So
1: in Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life, the third edition, Marshall talks about taking responsibility for our feelings And my, it's somewhere on page 59. You want to read this, this story where I think it starts where I recall an incident. Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah, okay. go for it.
0: Uh-huh. Just kidding. <laughs> um. I recall an incident during my daughter Marla's passage toward emotional liberation. She had always been the perfect little girl who denied her own needs to comply with the wishes of others. When I became aware of how frequently she suppressed her own desires in order to please others, I talked to her about how I'd enjoy hearing her express her needs more often. When we first broached the subject, Marla cried, but daddy, I don't want to disappoint anybody. She protested helplessly. I tried to show Marla how her honesty would be a gift more precious to others than accommodating them to prevent their upset. I also clarified ways she could empathize with people when they were upset without taking responsibility for their feelings. A short time later, I saw evidence that my daughter was beginning to express her needs more openly. A call came from her school principal, apparently disturbed by a communication he'd had with Marla, who had arrived at school wearing overalls. Marla, he said, young women do not dress this way. To which Marla had responded, bug off. Hearing this was cause for celebration. Marla had graduated from emotional slavery to obnoxiousness.
1: <laughs> I love it. So celebrating the process of our development. And when, as we're learning this and we're older, um, you know, may not be so cute. We may not have a lot of people to celebrate that we're, we're <laughs> actually going through this change. And I encourage us to, to just notice when we're... I call it also like, you know, this empowering time. So when we're in this empowering time to just uh, notice our responses and I certainly went through it. I don't think we all need to, as we're learning this process. Um, Although
0: I think it happens often enough. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it was like a whole new experience. And so then I wanted to sit with it. I'll just be like, I'm letting everyone know. Not my business, not my business. Well, because
1: I'm often out there, you know, facilitating learning. So I will often correct people when we're in the setting of we're here to learn. Uh, When we're not, then I do the translation in my brain and understand, you know, what's going on for them. And that really brings us to this third stage, which Marshall calls emotional liberation. And that's when we respond to others out of compassion and not out of anything else, fear, guilt, shame, anything like that. And that's really the aim where we're we're headed towards is to be able to accept full responsibility, but for our own intentions, our own feelings, our own impact, which we can talk about, but not for the feelings of others. I want to have compassion for the feelings. Like if you're feeling sad, I'm not going to sit here and be happy or indifferent. Something is going to happen to me because you're my friend. So I might feel a little tug, some tenderness, a heartache, be concerned or curiosity. But what I mean by the responsibility for impact is that sometimes our impact doesn't match our intentions. And so I want to also notice that if I had an impact, I want to be responsible for my part in it. It's a fine balance and we come to that after we do the work in the emotional liberation
0: stage. I'm just taking that part in cuz it's um well to me most my, my own personal opinion. Um to me That's important for us to remember, like we can still know that we're not responsible for how someone else feels and still hold compassion for what they are feeling and needing in that moment. And knowing that we're all, you know, interdependent, sometimes ripples come off from what we think we say how we think we're expressing ourselves and what can be heard. Does that kind of resonate with what you're saying also?
1: Yeah, it totally resonates. And um, I was just thinking that, you know, one of the things that we become really aware of is that we cannot meet our needs at the expense of other people. And we see that when we try to do that, then there's a lot of suffering, which of course is very alive in our world right now that some people are attempting to get their needs met at the cost of other people not getting their needs met. And it, it explodes into huge conflicts, war, lots of lost lives. And so if we look at it at a kind of a micro level, I don't want to be out here getting my needs met at the cost of CC because it, then I won't have, you know, I won't have this, this companion who has her needs met as well. And, and it won't be any fun. There's no fun in that for me, or I really don't think there's fun in that for anybody else.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that. Like if one person, I guess to me, if it's not, but when it comes to needs, like mutually, like. Beneficial in in any type of relationship, um, there can be like resentments. And to me, that leads to disconnection and not connection.
1: Right. Yeah. Resentments can really sneak in. And I like to say that resentments are resentments, like resent thoughts that come into our brain. And since our brain can only consciously hold so much information, if something's resent over and over, it's demanding our attention. And I prefer to kind of have a clear brain and not wake up with anything on my mind. Like this morning, I woke up with stuff on my mind. I had recent thought from yesterday and some of the choices that were made yesterday, um, not necessarily me, but choices made in a group that I was in. And so it's stuff that I will want to tend to. I will want to look at, I will want to discuss or process or get empathy around or give empathy around so that I can have a clear mind and the other people in the group can also have a clear mind. And that comes from emotional liberation and knowing that I want to help you get your needs met and I want to help all beings in my, who I touch, get their needs met as well.
0: But not at the expense of your needs, like equal needs met is what you're saying, right? Yeah,
1: well, once... In in relationship, for me, when uh, a need is named or identified, like, you know, we both need love, then it's no longer my need and your need. It's just our needs. It's like we're sharing a garden. And it's not my tomato and your tomato. It's like our tomato plant. So... I just, I really like to think of that in any situation I go into, whether it's an interpersonal or business organization, nonprofit, I work with plenty of them. Like, okay, so now we've identified the need. Now it's out here and it's
0: in the garden and it's growing and we all get to tend to it
1: and we all get the fruit from it.
0: Oh, so similar to like, to what Marshall's like, Hey, it's a universal need. And, but you're saying once it's like named out loud in a way, like everyone has the opportunity to grow from that in a way. Yeah. And, you know,
1: it doesn't have to be named out loud. I'm, I'm, I'm guess I'm thinking of times of, you know, when we get together in groups, but if we're in a relationship um, it it's helpful to name, especially if needs are unmet. But there's also kind of a given that love is needed. Shared reality is needed. Maybe shared understanding, some agreements. And those are ours, not just mine and yours, but ours together. Just like having fun on this podcast. That's a shared need and It's not, oh, Cece's need to have fun and not mine, or your need is getting met and mine's not. It's our need together, and hopefully those listening
0: as well. (laughs) I hope everyone's having fun. So cry. (laughs) Just kidding, not crying. Um, Yeah, so it's these shared universal needs, knowing that everyone, you know, has one of those needs at some point. Yeah. So, oh, (laughs) go Karen, go.
1: That's a that's a jinx. You owe me a Coke when when I used to drink Cokes. Um,
0: you owe me a Starbucks or, coffee.
1: Yeah, Jinxio Starbucks <laughs> or whatever brand of local coffee that you are uh, supporting, knowing that we have no sponsors for this podcast. Yeah, facts. Uh, <laughs> so just for you know, just for a recap here, that um, there are three stages of experience and how we relate to, uh, to others. And this is in our development towards a state of emotional liberation. So the first is emotional slavery. The next is lovingly called the obnoxious stage. And then there's that emotional liberation. And by that liberation, it doesn't mean that we have transcended and
0: we are liberated forever. <laughs> we are still in the human experience.
1: We're still in the human experience and living in a human body. Transcendence is a need. Um, but I really like to acknowledge that human stuff, is going to come up no matter what. And, um, and really NBC is designed to support us in relating at the level of
0: emotional liberation. I like that. Um, I got stuck on human experience only because I told someone recently, we're just souls living in these squishy shells. (laughs) Squishy shells? Like, yeah, like the skin they're squishy. Anyways, knowing that we've kind of gone over this topic and how the, the process and transition of stages, I'm, Guessing there may be questions that come up. And so I wanted to let those listening know that we do have a Patreon um, where you can come in and at different levels, whether you just want to get like support, not get, but give support for the podcast. um, And we have a particular tier where you can actually send in an individual question. Um, Where Karen will respond and even get one on ones where you can talk to Karen for like 90 minutes about Mm -hmm. the obnoxious stage, emotional liberation, emotional slavery, whatever it is that's on your mind. Mm -hmm. And there's also a
1: level where you can go with me on a gratitude hike, uh, maybe in the New Mexico countryside or somewhere that's a surprise as well. So check into that. Uh, my upcoming workshop, Collaborative Feedback, will be starting uh, the 3rd of June, which is a Thursday night. Early, early bird special is happening right now for $90. And then on the 17th, it moves up to $110. It is three sessions, uh, two-hour sessions apiece, And um, they are. They will be recorded. My request is that you come to all three sessions. However, if there's, you know, something that happens, understand. But all of my sessions are interactive. All my workshops are interactive. So you get a lot out of coming, practicing, and integrating the work.
0: And all of it can be found on her website too, karenstars.com. Karen, we did it season too. thanks How are for are feeling i'm always excited but i just get excited like talking to you ready to have some fun
1: uh, i was hoping you wouldn't say a feeling and i could say that's not a
0: feeling but <laughs> sorry i actually learned from a teacher in my evaluation that's like really great <laughs>
1: Well, I appreciate you as always, Cece. And um, next up will be up to you listeners. Send us in something. We'd love to talk about it. Till then. See you
0: next time. Bye. Later. Later.